When facing a trial, it's easy to focus on the temporary situation and start to fear. But when you focus on eternity, it puts your current suffering into perspective. Cole Richards tells us about our brothers and sisters in China, even when they're detained and being interrogated for their faith in Christ, they keep an eternal perspective. During those interrogations, they've already been discipled to witness for Christ in those situations because the suffering they're experiencing is temporal, it's temporary, it's going to end, but the lost person who's interrogating them or even torturing them is an eternal soul who could be one for Christ. Jesus never promised his followers an easy path. In fact, he told his disciples that the world would hate them. He sent them out as sheep among wolves. Jesus' words came true in the life of the apostles, and they're still coming true today in the lives of his followers around the world. Join host Todd Nettleton as we hear their inspiring stories and learn how we can help, right now on The Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network. Welcome again to The Voice of the Martyrs Radio. My name is Todd Nettleton, and we are in the studio today with the president of The Voice of the Martyrs, Cole Richards. Uh, you have heard him here before on VOM Radio. Cole, welcome back to Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Thanks, Todd. Right now, the world is focused heavily on the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, that's not really what we're going to talk about today, but I did want to start with that because it's on so many people's hearts and minds. So two questions about that. The first is, how is the pandemic affecting VOM and affecting our work to help persecuted Christians around the world? It's made our work more difficult just because of international travel. But I think it's very important for people to understand that the work of advancing God's kingdom is something that is advancing unabated uh, by, by the virus. The other members of the body of Christ are faithfully serving the Lord, uh, largely unaffected by the virus, or even when they are affected, they're finding creative ways to seek God and find out how we're going to get the job done. So I think it's very important for people to understand that the virus has not halted the advancement of God's kingdom, evangelism, church planning, discipleship, scripture translation, distribution. The things that we care most about that have eternal consequence are all still happening. How would you encourage our listeners, you know, in America, there's a lot of panic, there's a lot of fear. How would you encourage our listeners to think about life right now in the midst of this? I've been challenging Christians, especially in America, to not accidentally talk or think like an atheist. And what I mean by that is if you talk about risks and circumstances, which we should, just make sure that you also talk about the more important thing, which is that God is in control. He loves us, he cares for us, he holds us in the palm of his hands, and he directs our steps for his purposes. And when we act that way, we're a bright light because people around us don't have a larger answer. All they have are risks and circumstances and hardships. Uh, we have a better way to carry on that conversation. So it should look and feel a certain way. When we talk to people about these things, there should be a peace that we have there should be a way in which we're settled because we stand upon a solid rock, and that is a powerful witness. So just train ourselves that when we think and when we talk to include the ultimate reality of God in those conversations, and it's a powerful, powerful witness. 
I, I love that challenge and I love that reminder not to accidentally think like an atheist, uh, not to allow yourself to forget about the role that God plays in all of this. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Cole Richards. He's the president here at VOM. And what we really want to talk about is not coronavirus. It's actually communism. Uh, the Voice of the Martyrs magazine this month, which, by the way, you can sign up for free at vomradio.net if you want to receive that magazine. The focus this month is on China. And it's kind of a unique feature for us because we really look at China through uh, kind of a deep dive into one particular congregation and how persecution in China is affecting that congregation right now. Cole, the, the Cold War is over. <laughs> Many Americans, especially young people, may never have learned much about communism. Uh, we included a special insert in the newsletter this month. The headline on it is, Communism is Not Dead. Why did you feel like this focus and this theme was so timely right now and so important for American Christian readers to understand. Uh, 20, especially 30 years ago, it was a commonly understood thing across our whole culture, the free world and then the parts of the world that were oppressed under communism and other authoritarian uh, dictatorships. We've really seen that that understanding is lost at some level in our society now. And there isn't good clarity on the fact that there are many areas of the world where Christians are significantly oppressed by communism today. In fact, we point out in our special piece that you referred to that out of the 7.7 .7 billion people in the world, about 3 billion of them, approaching half, you know, 40% of the, of the world's population, live in a country where Christians face oppression at the hands of communists. So communism is very important, continuing to this day, and it's actually on a resurgence in some places where it had uh, abated, but now it's resurging, and then it's on the rise in places where it's never held power before. These are things that American Christians don't know very much about, and we want to make sure that American Christians know about this so that they can enter into fellowship with the other members of the body of Christ who must faithfully serve Christ in the face of communist oppression today. What is it about communism, or, or why does communism stand in such direct opposition to the gospel of Christ? This is a really important question, because especially among young people in America now, I hear conversations about communism as if it were just a political system. Hypothetically, that could be true, but it's not true in reality. The reality of communism in our world, as we experience it, is that it was developed as a system to eliminate even the very idea of God. So inherently in communism as it exists on the planet today, it is anti-Christian at its core. And a quote I like to share with people to bear that out is, is Karl Marx, really the founder of communist ideology, uh, said, made this statement. He said, we make war against all prevailing ideas of religion. The idea of God is the keynote of a perverted civilization. It must be destroyed. So it's very problematic that this ideology that's completely anti-Christian and, in fact, anti-God, it's, it's atheist at its core and violently atheist at its core, by the way. Um, it's really problematic if Christians don't understand that and that this thing can come to prominence or power pretending to be just a political system when it's actually a political system that must manifest itself by oppressing the people 
and specifically part of that oppression is the elimination of the very idea of God. How is that playing out in China right now? Because I, I think a lot of our listeners, we look at China today, we see the trade, we see the business, we see the skyscrapers being built, and it doesn't look like maybe our idea of a communist country. So how is that playing out in China and, and specifically as it relates to the church? That's become a very important question, more important in the recent last couple of years. In our magazine this month, we lay out four specific ways that we are very directly calling President Xi Jinping and the Chinese Communist Party to account for the way they're oppressing Christians. We're, we're holding the Chinese government account to account that each person must be free to own and read the Bible. We say that because the Chinese Communist Party restricts the ability for each person to be free to own and read the Bible. The second is the Communist Party must cease abusing its power by editing the text of Scripture and otherwise seeking to misuse Christian teaching for its purposes. There's an active campaign uh, across China to force the Bible, the Scripture, and Christian belief to serve the Communist Party agenda. They do that by changing the scripture, by changing Christian teaching to turn it into a sort of Communist Party propaganda tool. And we can't allow that to happen. Literally retranslating the Bible. Like, like they would say, right. hey, we're offering this new modern translation of the Bible. But as you say, what it is, is it's translated specifically to back up what the Communist Party wants it to say. It, it sounds crazy, but this is what's happening in China right now. And, and people don't know about this. The third on our list is that China's Communist Party must cease limiting its citizens' freedoms of speech and worship. This is being done right now in the country to make it so that church speech teaching is acceptable only if it props up the Communist Party. And that was problematic enough, but recently it's taken an even more dramatic shift where they're requiring the state church leaders to specifically prop up the person of President Xi Jinping. So the authoritarian rule of the Communist Party was bad enough, but in the last couple of years, they've been rallying all that around the person of President Xi, which is making it more like North Korea, where it's a, an emperor worship mindset, not just a Communist Party mindset. So freedom of speech and worship in China really is gone already, and the only speech that's acceptable to them is uh, when Christians would gather together to laud the Chinese uh, government, and particularly President Xi. Then the fourth thing on our list here, the church, the body of all believers in Christ, is sacred, set apart as Christ's personal possession, as it says in Acts 20:28, 20, obtained with his own blood, and may not be controlled by any government. One of the really striking photos in the Voice of the Martyrs magazine this month, which, again, you can come to vomradio.net and sign up to receive this for free each month. But one of the really striking photos in the magazine is a lady kneeling in prayer in front of a picture of Xi Jinping and Chairman Mao. Uh, you've talked a little bit about it, but talk some more about what role he plays, because it seems like this new wave of persecution in China really started when Xi Jinping became the president. So what's his role in making all of this persecution happen? What they're creating is a center of power on him alone. That was manifest through eliminating term limits, which essentially made him president for life. 
So there was already consolidated power. Think of all of China's economy, uh, its practice of religion, and really every other freedom was already in the hands of the Communist Party. Now it's in the hands of one man. The way this is being implemented is, is really what we would consider to be worshipful behavior. Uh, I'm talking about people kneeling in front of a portrait of Mao, the founder of the Communist Party in China, and President Xi. It's not enough for people to understand that they're reverencing or respecting their leader. They're worshiping their leader on their knees in, inside China. Not everyone in China is doing this. But there's a, there's a significant movement of that, and it's exactly what the Communist Party and President Xi wants to happen. You could think of him becoming by far the most powerful dictator in the world if he's got a significant amount of his country rallied behind him at a level of reverence and worship that I'm describing. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Cole Richards. He is the president of the Voice of the Martyrs. The things that are going on in China right now have made Voice of the Martyrs work uh, more challenging. Uh, just thinking about the facial recognition cameras and the software and just the the act of trying to go and meet with Chinese Christians is dramatically more challenging than it was five years ago. How are you and how are the international ministry team thinking about ministering to our Chinese brothers and sisters in the midst of these additional barriers and additional difficulties? The place we start from is really important. And that is to say that we join our brothers and sisters in Christ in China who are willing to obey Christ no matter what. So we don't start from a risk aversion. We start from a point of obedience, period. In other words, we're going to obey God. We're going to distribute Bibles. We're going to preach the gospel. We're going to disciple our children, period. Now, once we've decided that, we can talk about how we can most effectively uh, do something like that in tremendous opposition. So, for instance, the facial recognition cameras really do, in China now already, track everybody's movement everywhere they go. So now that they want to oppress uh, Christians, they can do that very effectively by knowing uh, where people go and who they meet with and things like that. Just in the last few days, I have seen a report, one blessing of the coronavirus in China is everyone is wearing masks, ah, which funny. makes it harder for the <laughs> facial recognition software to work. So, you know, even in the midst of this, God is bringing some good things out of that. But again, VOM is committed to help. How do we assess risk and how do we think about helping in challenging times. I was on my way into a, one of the most restricted nations on the planet just a couple weeks ago, and I was, for the first time, obviously face scanned. You know, I, I say obviously because before this, they're doing it more carefully, but in this particular trip, they were telling us, they were telling us, we're capturing your face, and now they can track you where you go. For years, sophisticated governments and even places like Iran have been able to listen to everybody's cell phone calls in their country. These oppressive regimes now have this technological advantage, which is astonishing. They have mechanisms and tools to oppress their own people and, the, and all the rest of us when we travel there like they've never had before. And it's really made a stark contrast between the people who are going to 
tap out, as it were, at, at a certain level of risk, and the people who aren't. And that's why I'm saying all of us as disciples of Christ, we need to make up our minds right now that we will obey him, period. And there's no point at which we stop. When there's a risk of imprisonment, we don't stop. When there's a risk of death, we don't stop. When there's a risk of harm to our family members, we don't stop. Because obeying Christ is, uh, and advancing his eternal kingdom is what we're doing. So once we uh, become living sacrifices in that way, we wake up every day and take up our cross to follow Christ because we're absolutely determined to obey him at any cost, then we can talk about how to mitigate risks, and, and we do. Our specialty as, as a missions organization in the whole missions community is having creative ways for us to get the job done in the face of tremendous risk and, and danger and, and opposition. But I think it's important that everyone understands that biblically, and it's the way that we're behaving, it's the way that persecuted Christians around the world are behaving, we obey Christ, period. And then after we've decided to do that, we figure out the best way to do it. But there is no point at, at which we should be allowed to be afraid. No one should be able to scare us enough to stop obeying Christ. No one should be able to threaten us enough to stop obeying Christ. No one should be able to pass laws that are higher than God's laws. We can't allow that. We have to walk this thing out. Christ told us that the, we would operate in a war zone, in a spiritual war zone. Uh, the fallen world is a spiritual war zone. We operate behind enemy lines in this world. Uh, he taught us that it's becoming more and more true every day around the world. And so we have to make these decisions for ourselves and for our families right now. I want to encourage our listeners. We've been talking about a, a special report about communism. If you'll come to vomradio.net, we will get a copy of that report to you. If you'd like to read uh, the report that Cole and I have been discussing, again, vomradio.net, we will get that to you. Uh, we're talking with Cole Richards. He's the president of The Voice of the Martyrs. Cole, the magazine this month focuses especially on one church and gives us sort of through their eyes what persecution looks like in China right now. Tell us a little bit about Early Rain Covenant Church and what it means to be a persecuted church in China right now. Yeah, this is a great example of our brothers and sisters in Christ in China holding God's law to be higher than man's because the the leaders of this church and the members of it have paid a price that's just been increasing over time. So uh, it started with the kind of price we paid of government intrusion, where they were being really spied on by their own government so that the government could identify everybody. And then all kinds of things happened next. So this kind of uh, espionage I'm describing, and then that led to arrests and forcing church members to sign false confessions, and then that kind of thing just escalated to the point where now we have uh, – the pastor of the church uh, in long-term imprisonment inside the country. And all this is possible inside China because really every point of obedience to Christ in the Bible is illegal in these churches. So the government can come in there and round people up and arrest them really anytime they want. So you're, you're always living illegally. And what that means is that the police and the government can come charge you with this whole list of supposed crimes really anytime they want. And so now in this particular case, they've done that a lot to this church. And they hope to make a powerful example of oppressing this church so that they can scare 
the literally hundreds of thousands of house churches all around China into submission. I'm really proud of our Chinese brothers and sisters in Christ because from the point of their conversion and through their discipleship, they all are committed to not stop obeying Christ, no matter what the threat, no matter what the risk, no matter what the imprisonment, because otherwise they would be terrified by what's happened to this church. As a part of their discipleship process, they have trained the people to think about persecution, even to the point of encouraging them to witness to the police officers that are interrogating them. Hey, you're locked in a room with a police officer who's not saved. He has to ask you questions. Why don't you use that as an opportunity to share the gospel with him? That's exactly right. They, they're concerned with their rights in this world, and we all should be concerned with our rights in this world, but they they're really exemplary for us because they never let the things that are happening in the temporal world get in the way of their understanding of the things that have eternal consequence. So during those interrogations, they've already been discipled to witness for Christ in those situations because the suffering they're experiencing is temporal. It's temporary. It's going to end. But the lost person who's interrogating them or even torturing them is an eternal soul who could be one for Christ. And that's just a wonderful example for us is, yeah, let's stand up for our rights in this world, absolutely, but let's never forget the things that have eternal significance and and pursue those as our primary objective. Cole, as we finish up, we always like to equip our listeners to pray. And so I want to talk specifically about China because we've talked about what's going on there. How can we pray for Christians in China right now? I'd just like to ask everyone to pray for, first of all, to picture this situation because it's happening all over China. There are pastors who are serving in unregistered churches, and the government, their government has given them no opportunity to register those churches. That's, that's part of the scam is that there's no way for them to become legal, even if they wanted to. Imagine faithful pastors all over China uh, who gather in what we call house churches, small gatherings, 50, 60 people. Then imagine beyond that in even more difficult places, people who meet just in their living room with 15, 20 people in those kind of house churches, which we would think of more like a small group or a cell group here in the U.S. So think about that. That's true all over China. And think about them standing faithfully and doing everything that Scripture has commanded them to do, to share the gospel with the lost, to disciple their children, to baptize believers, to own Bibles and study Bibles. All those things are illegal for those people right now, and they wake up every day and they do it anyway. Let's pray that they'll keep at it. And they do that, and they watch pastor after pastor, leader after leader, uh, Bible distributor after Bible distributor go to prison for it, and they keep doing it. And they get they go to prison a couple years, a couple months, they get released, they go right back at it, and they keep doing it because they won't stop. So uh, let's pray that they'll have that kind of perseverance and, and keep behaving that way, because as we pray for them to persevere— I think it's going to come into our hearts, too, and we'll have that strength that when we need to persevere in the face of opposition, we'll have that, too, because we've been standing with them and learning from their examples for for a long time, hopefully. I want to encourage you, if you want to know more about the Church in China, we have other episodes of VOM Radio on our website, vomradio.net, or in the podcast stream on your favorite podcast service. 
Uh, I would particularly point you, we've had Bob Fu on, the leader of the China Aid Association, several times. We have interviewed a house church pastor. We called him Brother Infu. Uh, Infu is the Chinese word for blessing, so Brother Infu. And he shared very openly, as as a pastor of one of these unregistered churches, what are the challenges he's facing? How does he think through those challenges? So, uh, again, I want to encourage you to learn more about the church in China. Also, when you come to vomradio.net, we will give you uh, access to get a copy of the Communism uh, special insert in this month's magazine to just kind of help you think about communism and help remind you of what communism says about the church, what it says about the Bible, uh, so that you can respond appropriately, so that you can pray accordingly. Cole Richards has been our guest. He's the president of the Voice of the Martyrs. Cole, thanks for being our guest again on VOM Radio. Thanks, Todd. Bless you. Next week, we're going to talk about a country we have never talked about before on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with VOM's Africa Regional Director, Sean Patton. You're going to learn about how our international staff monitors persecution when it rises to the level that Voice of the Martyrs gets involved to encourage the church to respond to persecution. So it will be enlightening to you. It will put a new country on your prayer list. Be a part of that conversation next week right here on the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network.